What up, this is your boy DJ EFN. You might know me as a drink champ, but first and foremost, I'm a proud father. I linked up with two of my other dad homies, Manny Digital and KGB, to start the Fatherhoods podcast. Each week, we bring you insider hip-hop stories, parenting, and advice and therapy. The saying is true, it takes a village, and we humorously serve as each other's trusted counsel in figuring out how not to screw up being a good dad. The Fatherhood Podcast. Beats, rhymes, and diapers. This episode of the Fatherhood's Podcast is brought to you by Fly Dad, where fatherhood stays fly. Check us out at flydadgear.com. Ready, yeah. What's going on, Fatherhoods out there? We back. We got, without Manny today. Manny's not joining us today. He's either doing some fatherly shit or he's paying bills. One right. or the other. Because right. it always, you know, supersedes what we're doing here at Fatherhoods. We got to take care of the bills, take care of the family. But today, I got a, a really, a, a genuinely an old friend of mine, legitimately. Uh, talked about him a lot in interviews as the guy that kind of put the bug of podcasting in my in my ear. Uh, he was like, a he bugged me about podcasting, like legit bugged me about it. He's a pioneer in the podcast game. It's the homie Godfrey, Danny Pena to the world. And he's here to talk about a book that he created. That it, when, is it out yet? The book? It's coming out September fifteenth, and actually in a couple of days. Yeah. I know. I, I pre-ordered it on Amazon already. Oh, thanks, thanks. For the so I was like, damn, man, I haven't gotten it. <laughs> but uh, but he wrote a book. He's not a father yet, and we're gonna talk about that. You know, yes. if that's in the if that's in the future for him and mm-hmm. his wife. And congratulations on on being married. Thank you. Did you guys just have an anniversary? uh actually it was like a three-month anniversary thing you know you know newlyweds yeah i see yeah i see you guys <laughs> yeah but uh yeah man this is the homie godfrey man welcome to the show to fatherhoods uh, uh th- thanks thanks for for inviting me man uh yeah like I, like what you were saying i know e since like high school you know back in the mm-hmm. 90s uh we used to cross promote we used to do a lot of events back in the early days and, and honestly that's how i learned a lot during that time how to like uh, promote all my stuff, street promotion, just word of mouth and everything like that. You know, a lot of people don't do that now anymore like that, like how we used to back then. But, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely got to talk about like all the, how like the internet radio days and podcasting, how like it all started for me, man. But yeah, thanks for inviting me, man. Can't well, wait to talk sure. about the book. Well, yeah. One thing, and I'm sure you cover this in, sorry, okay. You want to say something? No, I'm just, I'm, I'm real curious about the, 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 this book. Well, that I want to, sure. yeah, I want to, I want to get mm-hmm. into that because, Mm-hmm. Knowing him as far as, you know, as, as long as I've known him for, um, and I feel like this is what you talk about in the book, I'm assuming, you know, kind of like the journey. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's a children's book, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a children's book. Yeah, it, like it's the journey of me getting to gaming and also podcasting and how I made it into a career. Yeah. So l- let me ask you this real quick. Because mm-hmm. so you're not a father. Not yet. And you write a children's book. Mm-hmm. what inspired that because typically maybe not typically I, who the mm-hmm. hell knows but <laughs> at least in my circle or people generally like when you become a dad or you become a parent then it kind of ignites a fire in you to start looking at things from a mm-hmm. from a different lens and kind of creating from that lens so so this is different so tell tell us about that yeah, I mean, there's different reasons why. One, I have a pretty big family, so n- nephew and nieces everywhere, you know. So that's one. Um, number two is I I really want to change the conversation of of like parents just kind of saying if a kid has a dream, uh, especially on the Latino side, they were like, oh, 
you're wasting your time. This is not a this is not a job, et cetera, right? So I'm I'm gonna change that conversation because you know, my mom was really supportive and she's like, let's just do it without even asking questions, right? My dad was more like, I don't know if this is a good idea. I don't know. It look, looks like it's just a waste of time, you know. And and they were both worried during the time when I was playing a lot of gaming back then. But I always, even since I was a kid, I always wanted to get into the business of gaming or start my own business in gaming. And it was my grandmother that bought me an Atari 2600 back in like in the mid eighties uh, before I got into like uh, gaming, like Nintendo and all that stuff. But, but ever since then, I always wanted to do that, man. And uh, one day I was uh, living in the Rigor Republic and my mom, uh, I was living with her at that time. I was like, maybe like 12 or 13 years old. And uh, I straight up told her like, Hey, I have a lot of, a lot of Super Nintendo and a lot of Sega Genesis. How about if we could get a an office? I'll get a, a couple TVs with my friends, and I'm gonna charge people to play with my consoles per controller. So I'll charge, you know, for 15 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, kind of similar to like an arcade, but in a different different way, you know. So nobody was doing that in the 90s over there in DR, you know, and and I made pretty good money, man, you know. So my mom was like right away, like, oh, we gotta start doing more stuff, you know. So um but yeah, that's that. That's the main reason. I just want to educate parents and also inspire kids that if they have any dream, it doesn't have to be all gaming, but if they have a dream, to go for it, you know, and uh, and they could achieve it. I did, and I I think that's a that's a important conversation because mm-hmm. I'm sure as a parent we automatically we just want like the safe route for our kids. Sure, you know, you're like, oh, go to school, go to college, get a career, da da da. But I think all of us here right now. None of us kind of, I mean, Kay, you went to, to college, right? Did you finish? Uh, I, I finally finished, but it was on and off. It would be like I start and then I realized that this wasn't kind of for me. And then I went off and was doing my own thing. And then I would, you know, it, it was definitely really, truly, probably the only reason that I finished is because I'm one of those people that once I start something, like I don't to like to, I don't, I want, I want to finish. So, mm-hmm. but I definitely had big major breaks and was just living real life and hustling for my own stuff uh, and then trying to fit squeeze it in between to finish it off yeah so and and that's the thing like you know and i think it's been shown more and more in society now that how they're showing like you know like the, i don't know what they're calling out like the big uh where people are quitting their jobs oh, crazy. Yeah, the quiet quiet quitting the quiet quitting and all these different things because people are unhappy and it's just about like you know as parents we kind of have to let go a little bit you know, and and try to like help navigate our kids into finding their passions and 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 helping them see those things come true. Cause back in the days, I remember, man, I remember Godfrey always being on the gaming tip. And you know, and he's a hip hop head too, and he was involved in the hip hop scene out here in Miami. But uh, you know, you know, his cousins would be like, Yeah, you know, Godfrey, he's you know, he's he's on the gaming side, you know, and it, and it almost was like I want to say that it was like they it was a diss, but it was just like wasn't taking that seriously that he was doing that mm-hmm. until the guys, you know, cause you're young and you're trying to do music and you're trying to do all this hip hop stuff. And, uh, you know, for most people, the percentage of people that can actually build a career in the music industry, is very small. Like I would say less than, you know, probably be less than 5% of the, you know, of all the people around you that are trying to do it. So mm-hmm. as you start to see these, these kids growing up and the music isn't really doing anything for them and they got to get regular jobs. But Godfrey stayed consistent doing what he was doing. You started to to look at him and say, oh, damn, like this guy's actually doing what he loves. He's been doing it. 
you know, and and he's starting to make a career for himself out of it. Like he's figuring it out. Mm-hmm. And it was it was something that I think impressed a lot of us uh, back then. And to see where he's gone now, like as far as, you know, everything that he's done. I mean, we could talk about some of those things, but he's done so much with his career in terms of where he's taking gaming and his love of hip hop, because he's he's kind of, you know, collided the two things. He's married the two things where he can still be within the kind of like the, the music side. He could bring that to the gaming world and, and marry those two things. And, and I think that that the book is probably talking about that. And I think it's something that parents should pay attention to in terms of like when they're thinking about what their kids are doing in life. Mm-hmm. Let me zero in on gaming real quick. Just I'm so curious because I'm conflicted by it in a sense. Not that gaming isn't uh it can't be a career. That's hundred percent. You can, I mean, I see it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's more of from a, a, a parent standpoint. And I wonder what you guys feel about this because it's like my son for example um originally we were not gonna we didn't want him to play video games because we just we just wanted him to have i guess less focus on screen and then we started saying okay well there's going to be some games like you know you're not going to do the first person shooter or shooting games and stuff like that but we eventually let him start doing some roblox stuff so and he loves it right and and I guess the the fear is is like how do you how do you balance it out? Like we we start to see sometimes that like his default when he gets home is like wanting to go straight to Roblox and do that as opposed to all the other things that he could be potentially doing. So it's like how do you strike that balance? I mean, I look at I think about myself when I was younger. I liked video games. But I always kind of had a cutoff. Like I would be like, all right, I play for a little bit, but then I get bored and I'm ready to do something else. Mm-hmm. And so from from the kind of parent lens, it's like, all right, I get a little nervous. I start getting, I start wondering, like, all right, damn man, you, all you're thinking about is <laughs> is getting on the screen. Um, so so in your eyes, how do you see the balance for that? Were you and and are you? were you one of those kids was like, okay, this is, this is my passion and, and I'm getting hell from my parents because I'm on the screen. Yeah. I was always, um, I was always, I'm like, I was always playing, but the difference back then is I would go outside. Uh, I would, I was very active doing stuff, not only with my cousins, but also with friends, you know? Um, I, I think um, the issue that I have a lot of parents now, and especially even if the kid using like, let's say a smartphone, right. They just let them use it because it calms them down. They don't cry, you know, um, without knowing what they're doing with the, with the device. Right. It's similar where, you know, parents will go to the store and buy Grand Theft Auto, a a game that's mature and they buy for their eight year old, you know, like that's, that game is not for, for a kid. That's more for like an adult. Right. So I, I feel like parents need to, um, have a balance of know when to tell the kid or the child to, to stop playing, to take a break. Right. And also for them to educate themselves of what type of games the kids are playing. You know, when you, when they hear video games, they're like, Oh, it's games for kids. Like every, every game's for kids. No, there's games that's for adults and there's games that's for, for kids. Right. But, um, but I always will bring this up, you know, especially when the, the pandemic happened, when it started um, gaming was the one, the one medium that helped a lot of people um, during that time, mental health, 
um stress relief you know like that type of stuff you know um and connecting people, with each other right? and con- yeah, yeah i was yeah. i was connecting with with friends and actually that's how i met my wife we were oh wow you know, we, okay. we, were, we know each other through the industry but she was in seattle i was in new york and we just started playing you know with also with my brother and we became really close like that so even my best friends i met them because we were playing online you know we'll, we'll play uh uh, you know games like halo and stuff like that and still to this day we're, we're still friends like they even came to my wedding you know so yeah. that's you know, why so, my son started playing roblox was we said okay you know what now you can actually zoom with your friends and interact mm-hmm. with them while you guys are playing and all yeah. that kind of stuff and i don't want to paint a picture that that's all he wants to do is video games it's more of a hypersensitivity from sure but you know like oh man like i don't want him to be just going straight Mm-hmm. when he gets home straight there because he stays pretty active but you know it's just that whole it's it's finding the balance and sure. and and going back to like the maturity level like what is your thought in terms of you know what age should kids be playing certain games like like the first person mm-hmm. shooting games for me i'm on the fence about like mm-hmm. i feel like that that might have a detrimental effect to young kids because they don't quite understand you know the value of life and and desensitize them yeah mm-hmm. how do you feel about that yeah it depends man like for example a game like halo where they're shooting aliens like i'll, I'll let a, a kid play that you know um uh, like a game like grand theft auto or or like call of duty to me person for me i'll wait until they're they're older close to the 18 range right it doesn't have to be waiting until until they're 18 but in a way where they understand that hey look this is entertainment this is not real life like that type of thing you know so um but i seen i seen parents that they'll go with their kids to the store and they they have the game pre-order they're wearing line and the kids is like eight years old seven years old and it's like that's not for them at all you know but uh i just wish parents do more research before they buy anything like that you know so but my friend uh, one of my closest friends, actually, he's my co-host of the podcast. Uh, his son, they've been playing Destiny. That's kind of like a, a first-person shooter, similar to Halo. It's the same people that made Halo. Uh, but it's, you know, planets and it's aliens, you know, and they've been playing together, the father and the son together for years, you know. And and that, I think it's another way to bond, you know. Um, he never had that relationship because he never met his dad growing up. Uh, he He was raised by his mom. So do, having those special moments with his kid, like he, he always, re, he will record that moment, I'll post them online, share it to the world. You know, like we, I, I would love to see more of that. You know what I'm saying? So. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't play K with, with your, with your son? No, I would. I mean, we've yeah. done, I've done, uh, I don't do it often, but you know, there's a game on Roblox called super golf. That's pretty cool. And so yeah, I'll get on there with him every now and then. I mean, and he gets, you know he's super happy when i do because it's like i'm participating in something that that he likes so that's cool yeah it's cool like right now my my kids are too young for for video games my son's too and he's noticed that i like star wars both my kids noticed that i like star wars and now it's like we're bonding through star wars stuff like today i put the you know the first star wars uh, phantom menace on for for my son and he was like when the when the title came on he was like ah yeah <laughs> that's you know, awesome and then, and then they have like they have you know they've since they've been little they've had like star wars shirts but now he picks them out and and when i get home he's like look 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 daddy look <laughs> you know that's awesome so that's, he never, that's he's cool. never gonna forget that at all 
Nah, nah. I think he'll probably be more of a fan than I than I am. You know, like he'll probably really because I wasn't that that young when I got into. It, so I think he might even surpass me in fanship. You know? Yeah, that's awesome. fandom. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, let, let's talk about the book then. So the journey of, of of you know deciding to make the book and 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 you know what what the whole process was. Yeah. So uh, so my cousin actually Pete. We used to have a production crew back in the days, Luna Empire, like in early, early nineties. Um, so he he's he's known like he's done stuff in the past, like with Keris One and Fat Joe and, and other artists, right? Um, so now he's he's I mean, he's still writing music behind the scenes, right? But he's really been working on books and especially about children's Pito? book. Pedo, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He uh he he's been working on some stuff now with his wife, um, books and children's book. Uh the company is called Two Quality People. And I was in Miami actually, because uh, you know, I was preparing for our wedding and everything. And uh he came up to me with the idea. He's like, Danny, I think it would be really cool if we could share that story. Uh it will be an honor for us, man, to do it. Um and we talked about it. We were we were in a restaurant for like a good two plus hours just talking about like how we could do it. And I just, my wife and I, we were like, this will be so awesome to do, man. At the same time, you know, share the story, inspire the next generation coming up, you know. Um, and uh, that's how it came up. We sat down, uh, started asking me questions, you know, I answered them. And uh, we selected the best parts that will be great for kids, you know. So, um, like... For example, I talked about like me going to the arcade in New York, like like that, playing nonstop. And then it was my grandmother, not knowing anything about gaming, buying me that Atari twenty six hundred, and that's when completely changed my life. Like that's when I was like wanted to be uh, into the gaming business. I wanted to become a a game designer back back in the early days, and then eventually um, I started into getting into a lot of, um, with like radio and TV and everything. My dad used to be a DJ back in the 80s and, and late 70s. So I will always mess around with his equipment, right? And um, I will get the tape decks and I will, like as a kid, I will record. Either I'll record myself or I'll record whatever's playing in the background. So at night I'll listen to it and I'm picturing like the scene of whatever I record at that moment, right? So. Mm-hmm. I started doing like that. And then, you know, I got into the whole music thing in, in Miami. And then in 1998, there was a company called Sudo that they had a video and audio um, on live ser- or live show, live network, where people could listen to it. They have like a rock show, entertainment show. They had a hip hop show that was called 88 Hip Hop. And in 1998, I remember going to my friend's house using his computer because I didn't have a computer back then. I had to go to like the, the library to 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 uh, have access to that. But going to his house, I'm listening to the interview with Nas, and Nas started freestyling. He's like, "Oh, so wait, people listening to me worldwide?" And they were like, "Yeah, whoever has internet can listen to you." I was like, "Man, that's pretty cool. I want to get into that." Like, so I tried to do that when um, when we launched this hip hop newspaper. You remember this e uh, the cipher? Yeah. So I wanted to do it for the cipher. We wanted to do like a cipher radio show and we'll record everything on cassette and just let it play the real player and whoever's listening to it every month they have like new music new everything right so we tried to do that back in 1998 and it was so expensive and technology wasn't that great that i was like all right well it's not gonna happen so fast forward it was 2001 
uh, there was a, a console at that time that came out. It's called Sega Dreamcast. And there was a game that I really, really loved. It was online gaming, 56K modem, start playing with friends online, everything. Right. So I created a show based on that game. And uh, I recorded my show on cassette. I added everything through that too. And in real time, I have my cassette player connected to my computer and I'll, I'll record like that. Right. So once I have the MP3, I'll, I will upload it to mp3.com. And that website was more for music artists. It wasn't meant for radio or podcasts yeah, at all. Right? right. Yeah. So if people listening to tracks through there, they get paid and mp3.com will send them a check like once every month or something like that. Right. So I was like, wait a minute, I get free hosting. I could upload my content. Let's see what happens. So my first check that I received in 2001 was $500. So I was like, okay, this is good. I think I could make a business out of this, man. You know, so fast forward, I was planning to launch another show that year. 9-11 happened. I couldn't, you know, that during that time, I'm like, let me just wait. So I waited. And around November, I found out that Xbox and Nintendo, they were in town in New York promoting their new products that was coming out, new consoles, right? So they had like two two different events. So I went there with my recorder and video camera and I started recording people that were in line. And I went up to Microsoft and I, and I asked them, hey, is it okay that I could get a media badge so I could get access? Yo, they just gave it to me. They didn't even ask me for business cards, credentials, nothing. Mm-hmm. So once I did that, I was like, all right. So I got access to vip met the, the original creators the dev team of different games everything i had so much access same thing happened with the nintendo event so at the end of the xbox event i got a free console for free right and uh and i took it home and then a week or two after that they contacted me to ask me if i could be part of their launch event at Times square and i'm like yo let's do it so i went same thing took my tape recorder uh video camera had it with me and but they wanted me to talk to the media that were there and i did that and then they were like danny we want you to play with bill gates i was like oh, wait hold on what so i started playing with bill gates and the everybody was taking pictures and recording videos this there's online pictures and video out there if you search and i did that and that's what inspired me to uh to launch gamer tag radio and in 2005 february 2005 but at that time there was no smartphones so the way how i was promoting and spreading the word about the show was e like back then we used to promote right flyers that's that's how i did i will go to every store locally in miami so let's say a big game is coming out and people are waiting in line and the game comes out at midnight i will go early i see people in line pass out flyers and I'll tell them, I'll mention to everybody, hey, I have a radio show. Check it out. Check it out. I will never mention the word podcast because then people say, oh, so I need an iPod to listen to your show. And I'm like, nah, nah, nah. Just you can listen to it to your PC. You don't need no iPod, nothing like that. So start doing that. Got, got the word around. And then uh, something happened that we popped up in all over the news because we leaked some information about MTV and Xbox. and So my name was getting out there even more, right? So I went to E3, a conference that happens every year. And uh, and this is the wild part. I I went to Los Angeles, not never been there, don't have no connection with the gaming industry at all. I just showed up and um I I put all my money down 
to create a press kit to promote the show. I got hotels, rented a car, everything. Yo, I went with my brother to LA and I only had like $20 that week. And I was just eating dollar burgers, man, the whole time, like just survived that week, right? So I had to wait until Friday. I was getting paid. So when I went to E3 and I gave all the press kits to every company that was there, dude, nobody gave me a chance. They were like, what the hell is this? What's, what's the podcast? They never gave me an opportunity. So I left there discouraged, right? Um, then two months later, that's when the podcasting game just completely changed. That's when Steve Jobs went on stage and he said, oh, we're adding podcasts to iTunes for the first time. So the listenership just went, blew up. We were like in the top top five, top 10 before all the major companies were involved, you know? So, so that's how I started doing that. And again, started getting business and sponsorship and everything that big, 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 big opportunities too, because of it, you know? So, so it's been a long, long time, man. You know, now and it's all been, this, all this is in the book. You, you cover all this. No, in the book, it was more of, it's a mix. Like I, I, I mix it up of how I got into gaming how I, I how I came up with Gamer Tag Radio, and you know, and you know, the Hall of Fame award and all that stuff, and because um, you know, it's a children's book. I didn't want to get too technical in there, you know what I'm saying? Um, but um, but I would like I'm planning to do more in the future with my cousin. Like I want to do a series of books of just like you know, Danny loves podcasting. Danny loves, and that's dope that you're able to do it with family too. Like that, I didn't know. Oh that yeah, Peter mm-hmm. was doing that, so that's really dope. Yeah yeah, he he. Affair. Yeah, you know, like we we've done a lot of stuff back in the days, a lot of stuff, especially with music, you know, and and now like we both change, like you know, we're mature, we're you know, there's stuff that that he wants to do, and at the same time, he wants to help the youth too, man. You know, cause we you we send it all, dude. You know, like right. that that's the main reason why I stopped um involved being involved with the hip hop scene, because it was just like it was just too much for me. And at the same time, I wasn't that happy with with it you know i love music i love the culture i want to start doing a lot of things right but something about gaming it was that was like to me that was like my path the whole time right. you know especially podcasting too you know so For sure and and just i kind of I, I mentioned it briefly but mm-hmm. like i said uh godfrey we call him godfrey is everybody calling you godfrey in the industry or people calling you godfrey like the gamers but but danny is like everybody so he's the one that put the podcasting bug in my ear which led to eventually to drink champs you know doing what we did and he he connected drink champs with our first distributor which was cbs radio who who distributed gamer tag radio at the time Mm -hmm. so so just so people in perspective how how much of an influence he's had even you know in terms of like if people think drink champs is a big thing in hip-hop well, it, you know, all roads kind of lead back to, to Godfrey and his journey. Yeah. yeah and, and let me tell you why he, the main reason why I was pitching it to you, like, yo, you need to get into this. You need to get into this because every time we hang, hang out, you guys have some cool stories. I'm like, bro, you guys could record that and share it to the world. They would love to hear behind the scenes stories or just listening to like conversation with people. You got to do it. You and Nori have to, to kind of do some type of show together, man. Cause I know you guys had a show back then. And you you were like, yeah, 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 I'll figure it out, figure it out. But then one day I'm like, yo, I got CBS, I got you guys. Like, let's let's make it happen, you know. And, and look, I remember, I'll never I'll never forget this. The first there was two episodes, like a demo that you sent, and one mm-hmm. of them was Fat Joe. I'll yep. never forget that. And it was a great conversation, man. You know, it was raw, <laughs> unedited. Yeah, it was man. just yeah, but it was dope. It was really really cool, man. And I'm glad that you guys are still doing it. Huge success six, with six the show. Six years plus now, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, very, very happy for you guys, man. 
Thank you. You were going to say something, K? So... No, I'm just, what was the name of the book? It's called uh, Danny Loves Video Games. Uh, okay, nice. Yeah, and it's in Spanish and in English. Oh, so, nice. yeah, yeah. The reason why I'm also doing it in Spanish because there's a lot of people that, you know, don't know English. For sure. They want to yeah. get, into ang- uh, wow. get into gaming and everything, too, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Guys, I, I want to divert really quick and ask a, a fatherhood's question here. Sure. It came up in the Crazy Hood uh, group chat today. Um, I won't put the person out there just in case he wants <laughs> to protect his daughter identity. But um, mm. let, me find, let me find it here and what happened. Because it's a pretty interesting story. He asked advice from Crazy Hood. So I don't know how good we were at giving advice. So here it goes. Uh, so my boy text our group text, our crazy hood group text and said, uh, asking for advice from fathers and non-fathers, his daughter on Tuesday after a practice um, asked for, for some gum, right? And my friend gave his daughter a 40, pa- of, like a, a pack of gum that had 40 pieces of gum in it, 40 sticks. And then he said that the night after or the, or the couple of days afterwards, he went home and his daughter had 10 bucks because she had sold the sticks. She had sold them at 50 cents a pop. And his question is, what, you know, do we, is this a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, well, coming from me, and I even mentioned this here, you know, I, I, I started doing that making money it's like think of it as like i sold candy and yeah i was doing that i was jacking the candy though and then yeah selling it i was selling mixtapes too back in the day it's like (laughs) it's like it's like similar to how kids back in the days will sell like lemonade and people will come from around the block and you know that will make their money i think it is good because in a way it's helping it's helping her or any kid to learn how to make money and how to work. And, you know, cause I, I remember I had to work eventually, you know, for my first job, I, I started working at a supermarket and I remember buying my first console with my own money that I worked for. Like it felt really, really good, you know? So um, I think it's good to show kids how to, how to hustle, but, how to work. But, but keep know? in mind it's gum and it, and it's in school. You know, that gum in school is a no, oh, that is true. <laughs> That's true. I forgot that's, about that, that. That's the concern. I mean, you know, he that's what he's really asking. He's like, what do you guys think? You know, like he like we, we, all of us are like, it's actually dope that she did that. <laughs> yeah. But you know, yeah. You know, but now, so, he, but so, now he can steer her into it to do something else. Now, like he's now, just, that he, now, now that he knows that she's got that in her, he can now do yeah, it. Yeah, he was surprised. He's thinking he's just giving her gum for her to have, right. you know normal and then she turns around and, and flips the so, girl you know with 50 cents this a stick elementary school this is still elementary yeah, school yeah, oh yeah. man oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. young so so we basically the consensus in in the crazy group was like you know it's a good thing but you got to give tell her the risks of why she shouldn't be doing it in school mm-hmm. but at the same time like support that she did that like tell her like you know that entrepreneur spirit is, is, is good that you have that and kind of try to find it, you know, where to mm-hmm. point that energy at or do it outside of school or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great, interesting question. I, I never thought about the gum part. <laughs> yeah. That, that's what it was. He's like, yeah, I don't want my, my daughter to get in trouble. Like, yeah, yeah. And then he tells his daughter, like, you know, watch out because all of a sudden a bunch of kids are chewing gum in school and in your class and they get caught and then they sell you out. 
And his daughter's like, nah, they would never do that. But I'm like, tell your uh, daughter, be surprised. you know, you don't trust everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, yeah, so Danny, that's, that's funny. Danny, okay. where, where, where do uh, kids lie in your future? Uh, right now, we, you know, we just happily married. Just met, got married a couple months ago. So we want to have kids. Uh, hopefully, hopefully next year. We'll see. Uh, right now there's a lot of things happening right now, like with me and my wife, uh, a lot of work stuff, you know? So um, we, we just bought a house too, like uh, a couple congrats. months ago too, nice. man. Yeah. Congrats, so it's man. been, it, it's been um, a very good year for us, man. You know? So that's why we were like, let's renovate. Let's do a couple of things before we, we make the next step, man. But I, I, for years, I always wanted to have kids, man. I love, I love kids, love kids. You know, um, I, I've done a lot of speaking engagements and, um, you know, I will go to like elementary schools. I will go to, um, uh, middle schools, high schools to talk to kids about like, what is it that I do? And, 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 and ask like, what is it that they, they would like to do when they get older? You know, um, I think it's important to have those conversations with kids, man, because they're, you know, kids right now are just thinking about the moment instead of the future, you know, um, and it's good, you know, I, I don't want to just preach, you know, but more of like, hey, look, I I want to give a show them that and, and and show like uh videos and pictures that they could also relate, you know, their kids too, and and um they're into gaming, you know, that type of stuff. So um, but my from my family side, I have so many nephews and nieces, a lot, you know, not some of them already they're just turned 18 now recently. So uh time is just Time is passing by so quickly, man. So, but yeah, ne- sometime next year, hopefully, I uh, will have um the next move. So, kids. so when you finally have these kids, mm-hmm. and just in general, what are your thoughts on like the future of of where the gaming and technology industries are going? Like, do you do you see social media and gaming as equals in terms of their effects on people? Like, where do you see it all going and how would you address these these things when you have your kids? I, I think now the, the difference between gaming when I was growing up and now is now kids have the opportunity to create their own their own stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. So like I know Kay mentioned about Roblox. I know people that their kids, they make their games and they share with their friends and they all get together and play those those games. Right. I wish I had one of those um type of games back then because i would love to like you know create my own game and share with the world you know um so that's the difference between back then and now um social media i feel like it's not for kids right now man i i think uh maybe when they're ready to start engaging with people and posting stuff because here's the thing with a lot of kids man um because what we i used to be bullied when i was when i was a kid in new york right um now the different way how they bully nowadays is through social media and through and through like youtube comments and 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 all that stuff you know so um i i don't know i have to see when it's like the right time for for a kid to get into that stuff man you know from that part i'll be super super very, very careful and even when they play games online if parents educate themselves, you could also put in a way where they, the kids will interact with with strangers online to to like interact like voice chat or accepting text. You could disable all that stuff and they could also just play online and that's it. But if it's like with friends and 
you could also program it like that so that it could mm. be safe you know what i'm saying so um i think um we have the tools it's just knowing how to use the tools so so we could protect our kids you get what, what, what do you guys think both of you about like just mm-hmm. the future seeming that like it's the marriage of social media gaming the metaverse like this all immersive thing mm-hmm. like do we feel that that's just science fiction exaggerating you know like the exaggeration of the possibilities or do we think this is a legit in the near future where people are going to be gaming and socializing in this you know all virtual world i think it's near future i just i think mm-hmm. people are figuring out the the kinks on it right now you're, you're muted sorry do you remember growing up back in the days um Saturday mornings. It was Saturday morning cartoons, right? Yeah, man. The best I wake, time ever. I would wake up early in the morning. Yeah. Five like o'clock in the, in the morning. morning. Yeah. yeah. I'll wake up five. Get ready. Get, get my sandwich ready, my cereal, <laughs> yeah. right? But here's the difference from back then and now. Back in those days, those cartoons that we didn't realize, we were just watching cartoons. But all that was infomercials, man. Yeah. They were trying to sell toys yeah. to the kids, right? It was so bad that Congress had to get involved. And now that they passed a bill back in those days in the 80s where, you know, companies only had a certain amount of 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 airtime mm-hmm. showing their game, their their toys like during ads, during commercial breaks. Right. Um, and it changed that it eventually the Saturday morning cartoons went away. Also. Other networks started doing their own uh, cartoon networks and stuff like that, right? right. That cartoons twenty four seven. So yeah, cable was what kind of what killed yeah. that. Right. So that went away. So it's the same thing like what you're saying now about metaverse and all this stuff now, right? I think right now we're trying to figure it out. What's if it's going to be good or not for just society in general? Um, like, there's a lot of things that I don't, I don't agree with. Like, I don't, I, I find like the whole crypto and NFT like it's so new to me. That I'm kind of like, eh, I, I'm, I'm, I don't want to get into the hype. I just want to. It's like a wait and see situation to see if it's going to grow, if it's going to be good for for society, if it's good for just planet Earth in general. You get what I'm saying? So, I think uh, from that part, I'm just super, super careful. You know, like right now, to me, what's working pretty well for like, and I quote, metaverse is Fortnite. And the reason why Fortnite is, is working out is there's music artists that will have live shows in there mm-hmm. that any kid or any person that could join it and watch it live. Right. They could do that. Um, they have so many characters from like anime, from movies, from other game properties are in the game that people could use it. So people could uh, interact. They could uh, have like dance emotes and all this stuff. And it's, and it's been so successful on that part right similar to like minecraft um roblox that's another one that's doing really good like all those games are think of it as like metaverse but it's been working out but i feel like the stuff that i've seen through facebook is not a success so far you know you get what i'm saying so we i think we have a long way to go but so far those games that i mentioned is looking really good for the future i think got it so mm-hmm. let's just hope for the best. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. Let's hope for the best because chances are when you have kids, mine are still young and even still, K, yours is young enough. They're going to be 
you know, growing up with all this stuff. And uh-huh. and what worries me as a parent is not understanding the technologies because the technology advances so quickly. Uh-huh. And it's just so many, like, for example, in gaming, there's no way you would know about every single game because there's so many games and they come uh-huh. out all the time, you know, uh-huh. even like music now, even yeah. as, like me being as involved in hip hop as I am. I don't know every artist that's out because it's just so much. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to stay yeah. Up. you know how I keep up. Honestly, is thank God for the the weekly discover playlist on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. depending on what I listen to, I I'm always discovering new artists, local, nationally or international. I'm like, oh man, this is pretty cool, right? But it, it, you're right, dude. There's there's so much content, so much music, so much stuff that it's really hard to keep up. Even now with so many streaming services, so yeah. much movies and shows. Now I have to depend on either me going to the service to see what they have or my friends. Oh, you got to check this out. Like, because it's, it's so, so it's so hard to keep up, man. And, and I think now, like you said, E, like, you know, with, uh, with the music and gaming, it's hard to find because now our extension span like it changes all yeah. the time, man. All the time, you know what I'm saying. So it's pretty hard to just keep up with all that stuff, man. I see. That's my worry about the effects of all this stuff, the advancement mm-hmm. of technology so quickly that, like, we could, we might, you, like you said, you might check out a, a playlist that puts you on to some new artists. But our ability to retain that information in our memory is terrible nowadays because it's just so much being thrown at us, and I worry about the kids. Just it's just so much. You know, yeah. and then hopefully, you know, they latch onto something, you know, going kind of going back to your book and everything. They latch onto something they like mm-hmm. and they stay committed and consistent to something because it's just so much out there being thrown. Well, it's our, that, job, it, our job to try to help be the filter. Yeah, right. definitely. And you know what? I, I think that it's very, very important. E, And this is how we started a conversation back then, uh, back in the, the, the show, the beginning of the show is in person meeting people face to face, because that was the thing that helped me to become successful and get opportunities and everything and you know a lot of the content creators nowadays they just stream record podcasts and they just post it online they don't go anywhere they're just staying home right. and not interacting and that's the part where more kids need to interact with other kids man in person even right. if it's like in a playground in school because that that helps so much on how to you were the kids were learn how to talk to people, how to interact with them. You know, like 2020 and 2021 was a difficult year because nobody was going out. They were just having all their kids inside. They wanted to keep everybody safe, you know. But I hope that parents will start doing that and, and going out with the kids and the kids start interacting with people, man. Cause I learned so much by doing that, man. I got to see the good and the bad growing up, you know. Yeah. Well, speaking of interacting with people, I gotta go interact with my kid. Yeah. But Danny. <laughs> Yeah. Let, uh, let, let the world know where they can find you and when the book's coming out. And... Yeah, sure. So the book is going to be available uh, starting September 15th. People can start pre-ordering now. The one's going to be on Spanish and English. It's called Danny Loves Video Games on Amazon. Um, and people can find me, Godfrey, G-O-D-F-R-E-E, all over the web. Or if you're into gaming, would like to hear like everything that's going on with like the business side of gaming. Uh, look us up, Gamertag Radio, with every podcast app you can think of. Man. So subscribe, follow us. We're out there. So awesome. appreciate you joining us, Godfrey. Yeah, that was Some great, brother. man. Nah, thank you. Thank you for the, uh, the invitation, man. Let's do it again later, man. Yeah.
Nice. Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be a father to a child. Be a father to a child.